Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's give the small talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode seven of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today is a very special episode. Malcolm is joining me, as we know, special guest, my brother, he will be joining me and we will be discussing where do we go from here? I'm going to repeat the question. Where do we go from here? Okay. As we all know, we have a new president, Malcolm and I, we're diving into where do we go from here for our community? Where do we go from here? Before we dive into that main discussion, let's jump into our first segment, score. Goal season is here. It is Monday. It is one week officially since the goals have been etched in stone. I want to say thank you to all the goal seekers out there in the community. The goal tracker on the website is filling up. It's looking beautiful. It's so beautiful to be able to go there and see what everyone is looking to achieve, what they're aspiring towards, what they're hoping towards, but nonetheless, what they are working towards. So I can't wait to see the actions come in today. Remember, every Monday, go to www.letsgivethesmalltalk.com and submit your action. Submit your actions. I will update it immediately and let's keep the progression going. Once again, it is our community of progression. If you haven't joined the community already, there is still time. You can still do so. Go to www.letsgivethesmalltalk.com. Click on score, the tab score. Send a voice message or send a text box message of the one goal you wish to achieve in one year. Hey, if you want to do more than one, you're more than welcome to. There are multiple people on there going after two, three goals in one year, which is so beautiful and amazing. So there's still time. It's never too late. And for everyone else, I'm looking forward to receiving those actions because I will be reaching out to you on Tuesday if I haven't heard from you because I care. With that being said, let's dive right in. Welcome back, my good brother, Malcolm. As we said before, we wanted to do a follow-up episode after the presidency was decided. With that being said, my first question to you is, how do you feel, man? Biden has won the presidency. How do you feel personally? Well, personally, I think that we're finally going to have somebody who's presidential, um, somebody who's worth holding the highest pretty much the highest job in the whole world. So as of right now, I'm feeling I'm, I'm, I'm at 50-50 right now. And I, I'll tell you why. It's just because the work is only just getting started. This was the beginning. If you, start, if you thought standing in line for three hours was the hardest part, then um, we're going to be in trouble because it only gets harder from here. Mm, wow. So the work is halfway done. Okay. Okay, yeah. I want to I want to touch on that in just a second, but before we stray away too far, I have to ask: Should we be concerned about Donald Trump's claims? Uh, no, not at all. Okay, uh, I, I think Donald Trump he's just being a sore loser. Donald okay. Trump is being Donald Trump, the the man that you knew him to be before he got into office. That's who he still is. The guy he he was in office. Um, he's just doing what we would expect him to do. And that's just being Donald Trump, being irresponsible, um, putting accusations out there that he has no proof of. Um, just like in his presidency, he was dangerous because he was telling so many lies. Um, so this is just no different. This is just Donald Trump being Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. I just had to ask because the 
the way he's making it sound is as if this isn't solidified just yet, as if it may be overturned. No, <laughs> there's no way that's getting overturned. Overturn. Joe Biden is, is our president-elect. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> now that we, we have that etched in stone, uh, my, my second question for you, what's the first order of business for our community? We got the president that we want. Mm-hmm. Now what's next? What's the first order of business for our community? Um, well, we're in different times. So the first order of business for us is, and I'm kind of happy seeing, uh, and I'm pretty sure Joe Biden is going to address this immediately uh, once he gets into office. Um, that's going to be coronavirus. Um, mm. As you know, uh, you know, African-Americans have been hit hard uh, when it comes to coronavirus. Yes. And if I'm telling the truth, I, when we actually got the numbers back, of the demographics and how coronavirus was affecting it, I felt like people stopped taking it serious once they realized that African-Americans were the ones being hit hard. At first, everybody was kind of, you know, being very serious about it. But then when the numbers came back in and we saw who was actually being affected the most, that's when I saw people not paying attention um, and not taking it serious. So I think the first thing we have to do is figure out coronavirus because one, coronavirus is putting people out of, jo- out of work. Um, and when you're out of work, you can't provide for your family. Um, you know, being stuck in the house is leading to depression, domestic violence. There's a lot of things going on in correlation to just having this uh, pandemic going on. So I was pleased to see that Joe Biden, Joe Biden on um, Monday, he'll be putting together a 12-man team uh, that's going to start figuring out a plan to address how we can figure out what the heck is going on with this whole pandemic and, and just try to get some insight into it. Wow. I, w- I want to touch on something you said. When the media released that the coronavirus was affecting the African-American Black community at a high rate, why, why do you think that information was released? Was that released as a common effect to other communities? Was Yeah. Wh- oh, okay. Because <clears throat> yep, when you sure. when you mentioned it in your response, that's the first thing that that crossed my mind is, well, if this is a pandemic, in every sense of the word, that uh, first of all, it it escalated from a epidemic to a pandemic, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that means that this is a global matter, but yet in the media here in America, they are telling us that it. It is affecting African-Americans at an insane rate. Uh, it is also affecting Europe in a huge way as well. But I don't, I'm, I'm a little confused because the population of African-Americans in America is obviously greater than in Europe, correct? Correct. Okay. So if Europe is very hard as well, and Spain and all these other places, the UK, obviously they have different uh, ethnicity groups there. Mm-hmm. Why in America did they pin it solely? Not, I don't want to say pin it. Why did they highlight that it was affecting the African American community at such a high rate when it's affecting the world? I, I, I thought this was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, um, Let's break it down into, into just let's start. This is a twofold thing. So it's two things, right? If you say something is affecting a group of people in a country, because I can't speak for globally, but in a country that has pretty much disregarded these people, how serious are you going to take this pandemic? Anyways, if you're on the government standpoint, let's say a Republican who didn't want to shut down uh, the government in order to get people to social distance, put federal mandates, things, things like that into place. So if you tell a country who has disregarded a group of people for so long that, hey, this is really affecting African-Americans, most other races probably are not going to take it that much serious either. You get what I'm saying? Right. Which is because we've never been important to them anyways. Um, so that's one thing. And then another thing too is, 
the reason why it's affecting African-Americans, it's not so much that white people can't get coronavirus or Asian people can't get coronavirus. It also comes down to uh, health. A lot of black people, when it comes to health, just number one, aren't taken as serious when it comes to health. When you go to the doctor, you're less likely to be taken serious, especially black women. And then another thing to that too, as well, is just economics. By the time a black person goes and reports that they have coronavirus, they're already 10 days into the virus. It's just they couldn't afford to go to the doctor. So they're, they're trying to, instead of, they're trying to, you know, wait it out, you know, I'm going to get better, da, 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 you know, do their home remedies, do these, because they just can't afford it. You mm-hmm. know, they, they can't afford to miss work. They can't afford not to go <clears throat> to not provide for their families. So it's also an economic thing too. So it's kind of a twofold thing there. So that's okay. kind of from the standpoint where I just feel like, even though you're right, this is a pandemic, it, it doesn't depend, coronavirus doesn't care um, whether you're white or black, Asian, um, you know, it doesn't care about the race, right, right, at all. Right. But when you start putting these other things, other layers on top of that, that's how it becomes a little bit more detrimental to us. Can I, can I ask you something, my brother? Yes, sir. Do you think that was a calculated fear tactic? To do what? With them highlighting that that it affects our community more than anything, and like you stated, with them already ho- holding us in a lower regard than everyone else in this country, do you think they was trying to instill fear within us? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think they were trying to instill like fear within us. Okay. I think it was more so that they were trying to um, talk to the other races to not take this. That there was a there was a. The Republican Party didn't want to take this serious, right? Okay. So I think they wanted to use us as kind of like the scapegoat, you know, almost like, hey, you know, if you're young, you can't you can't get coronavirus, which we found out is not true. Um, the first way they tried to pitch it to us was older people. Older people. Yep. OK. And then when we start to see the media give stories on younger people throughout, then that suddenly changed. And then we start to see stories about infant babies and dogs mm-hmm. and cats mm-hmm. and lions yep. and tigers and gorillas. They went through so many different stages, but that just, I don't know. It just keeps reverting back to me that, that this is a global thing. I'm having a tough time of why they truly highlighted the, the specifics of who it was. I guess, okay. Were they highlighting who it was killing the most? Or yeah, because there's okay. Yeah, because everyone was contracting it, but they right. were highlighting who it was, who it was killing the most. Mm-hmm. Die from coronavirus. Yeah, but but we're always going to be more likely in everything because we have Economics. the low percentage. Well, when they when they run those numbers, it's 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 uh they take that into account. So they're not going to take our our death rate and match it up to a white person's death rate. It's going to be. So it's it's going to be the same thing. You know, they it's like, um, how am I trying to describe it? So the percentage is going to work out. So, so let's they, say. So they do it like per hundred. Per hundred. Yeah. yeah like okay. pretty, if, if out of 10 people. Right. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Out of, out of 10, 10 white people, 10 black people, how likely are you going to die from coronavirus? We're okay. out of five. They're out of two. You okay. know what I'm saying? So it's, it was done like on that type of scale. Okay, cool. If if so, okay, cool. Because I know in the past, I know I know funny scales, with the numbers. I know scales yeah. are tipped in a certain yeah. direction. For sure. For sure. Numbers can finally, always be manipulated. Exactly. But if they were finally being honest this time around, you know, wow, that's well, a first. Truth truth be though, we will we ever know if they're being honest about it? I know. <laughs> I know. I mean So I mean we were never gonna really know, but what what I do know is that, you know, just people around me and people in my community is it's a it's a real thing. It's, yes. it's something that we can't we can't pretend about. And if those numbers are real, I don't I don't I don't I, me personally, I don't care if the numbers are real or fake. I just know we're being affected by it. And yes. yes. Anything that we can do to prevent that, I'm all for it. So with that being said, how how can 
uh, President Biden? How can he fix this for us? How, how can he help us in this situation? So are we going to subtly change our diets? How can he help us in this? Yeah, there, there's going to have to be some type of because because, listen, the federal government hasn't done anything when it comes to the coronavirus. It's strictly been on a state by state thing. Correct. Right. There hasn't been no uniformed policy or mandate or executive order, whatever the case may be. There hasn't been any uniform policy from the federal government at all. So I'm hoping that at bare minimum, we could just do a mandate you know, a, a, a four month mandate that everybody has to wear a mask because here in Georgia, it's, it's you don't wear them. If you don't feel like wearing a mask, you don't wear a mask. Um, um, where, where you live, uh, mask is just, everybody's expected to wear a mask. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. Yeah. It's a um, different world up here. You, if right. you're, if you're not wearing a mask, even like walking on the sidewalk, you get, you get stares, mm. but you, better be wearing a mask before you walk into any building or they're going to send you right back out. Any store, any gas station, any exactly. establishment, you must have a mask on. There we go. And even if, if we can all just have a, a, a federal man, you, how many cases would drop like that? Cause that's when you're at your closest with people, when you're forced to be in areas where there's going to be multiple people. If you're going to a grocery store, if you're on the subway, if you're on an airplane, you know, those are areas where you're forced to be in, in compact areas with other people. That's when we definitely need to wear a mask. So if it's even a mandate like that, to me, that's a step in the right direction because the corona, to truth be told, coronavirus is here. I mean, it's too late to, to, we're too late in the game to do anything major. If you think about it, what can we really do? Like you said, we can't change our diets. There's no vaccine. There's some treatments that, you know, have shown to be a little bit helpful. But at this point, it's, 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 it's uh, what, what they call it, herd, uh, herd immunity, uh, herd immunity at this point. If we're being if we're being very honest, because mm-hmm. what 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 can we really do at this point? I know. I it's, know. It's, it's sad to say, but at this point, the, the people are who, who are going to die from coronavirus are going to die because our federal government refused to acknowledge these people. They refuse to take any steps to work for the people that put them in office. Yeah, yeah, that's tough, man. It's tough because, you know, we're, we're in a predicament where, where we're behind the eight ball, so to speak. Yeah. You know? And when you're talking I, about a virus, virus can mutate. They can adapt. Exactly. They can change. We don't exactly. we don't know what's going on out here. Exactly. Um, so it's it's to me it's a it's a fight that we can do some things to to help us. But right now, I don't know. It's just herd immunity. I yeah. mean, that's really the only thing that I can see. Yeah, that's um, tough because I guess based off the reported numbers, I off what's been reported, and some people think there's been more, there's been less, but. Last time I checked, as a country, we was at, I think, like 10%. So, essentially, is how many more people have to die before we can even get, we can even really start talking about herd immunity. That's really interesting to me because I'm, I'm just interested in seeing how Biden can truly make an effective difference with the coronavirus. I know he's real big on the mask. And, you know, masks mask are cool. Uh, but I'm living yeah. in a I'm living in a place where masks were mandated months ago, and we are back at um, for the last two days. It's been over two thousand cases mm. uh, per day, and we've been gradually trending back up. So when you talk about masks, I would like to know the true effectiveness of them because Massachusetts got as low as eighty four cases in the heat of July, and now we're in November and we're back to twenty two hundred, and we've mm. been wearing masks. So uh, I'm just interested in see how this would truly play out. I also think social distancing has played a huge amount of effect, just not being huddled up with so many people, not sharing as as much space as we once did before. I think that doesn't get the credit that it does, period, just being away from people. Um, Because not only have people been able to avoid the corona, but I can speak for myself and my family. We've been able to avoid the common cold. We yeah. haven't had any cold symptoms since 
since February, February is the last time I was uh, having any cold symptoms. Uh, and same thing well, for, for everyone else. The biggest thing because of that is because you guys have been responsible. You social distance when you've had to be around people. You've wore your mask when you've had to be around people. But most importantly, the only time you go out of your home is, is for the necessities. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, that's for you guys to be able to do that for that long is, is commendable because people, they're, 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 they're creatures of their habits, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard for people, especially going into the holiday season, it's going to be extremely hard for people to not gather 10 people or more. You get what I'm saying? It's, we're so used to celebrating these traditions. First of all, there's no, there's going to be no way Biden can do. Because if you'd ask me in April, I would have put a national mandate. Everything got to shut down for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Just shut it down. Right. Nobody come in the country. Nobody leave the country. Uh, we're just shutting it down. The only places that have to go are essential workers, which would be your grocery, health care. Um, police you know things like that um but other than that we shut it down for 30 days i think a lot of businesses could have been saved like that because then that stimulus money could have been used to help those businesses for 30 days right right pay their bills or to make up any income that they lost within 30 days and then gradually open up the country like that but i i don't think that um that's going to come anytime soon um at that at this point that'd be too radical of an idea. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think anyone is going back to, I don't think anyone will want and anyone will truly comply with another right. shutdown the way like, yeah. like it was in April. Yeah. That's pretty much off the table. It was States doing shutdown. It wasn't an, uh, a federal, uh, a national government thing where they're telling us to do a shutdown. So at this, like I'm saying, I, I, I really just don't know how much more we can do. Yeah, um, I know we can do we can make testing um, for everyone a little bit more easier to get and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it, we're kind of stuck with it. We're kind of yeah. stuck with it. I, I don't I don't unless, you know, they're talking about treatment. Um, and I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a little I'm, when I'm, I'm whenever they talk about treatments and vaccines and things like that. I'm all, I'm always on the fence about it, man. I'm just always on the fence about stuff like that. Yeah, me um, too. One, just the speed of it. Like, granted, I do believe that a lot of these issues that we have in our healthcare, they can, they already have the knowledge of how to take care of them. But healing people is not the job of our healthcare system. Yeah, there's no um, business. Right. They're they're not in the business of 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 curing people. Yes. Of, of treating people with symptoms. Yes. Yes. Um, because that's what makes the money. So do I think there's something out there that can take care of coronavirus? Absolutely. Do I think we're going to get that? No. I think we're going to get something in the middle um, that's going to help us live with coronavirus. Um, the only thing is, I don't like things where you don't know the side effects to it. Um, yeah. when, you introdu- when you introduce something new and you haven't had enough time to study it, you don't know the side effects. Um, so that would be my concern with that. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I just, I just really, I just wanted to harp on that for, for a little bit, because for me, myself, I don't want to go into a situation where I'm holding Joe Biden to a certain level with the expectation yeah. to solve all this. When in actuality, when we look at it in a grand total, I don't yeah. think, I don't think anyone can solve this with, with the snap mm. of a finger. So yeah. I don't want him to be scrutinized for not having a dramatic impact on the coronavirus when actuality, I don't know if anyone can at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The coronavirus yeah. has taken a life of its own. Yeah. And that's the, the, the best part of speaking to you about this because you come from an unbiased perspective, right? Um, a lot of people do have that expectation of Joe Biden and a lot of people had that expectation of Trump and, and truthfully Trump for me, it wasn't really that it, it was more his response to coronavirus. Right. I think if he would have took it more serious, other people would have took it more serious. Um, but he called it a hoax. He said that we were doing we were, the way we were handling it was well. 
you know, meantime, there's 200,000 dead people. I mean, I know 200,000 in the grand scheme of things doesn't sound like a lot, especially in a country where you have like 325 million people. But the county that I live in is 200,000 people. Oh, when you man. put it in that perspective like that, that's you're just wiping a whole county away from a state. Wow. So that's the way I try to look at it. So that number 200 in the grand scheme of 325, 325 million doesn't look too small because that's my whole county that I live in. Wow. So wow. I try to look at it like that. I just, I just wish that he would had it took, took it a little bit more serious. So the people that listen to him and support him and follow what he says would have took it serious too. That yeah. was really my biggest thing with Trump. Sometimes things take a life of its own and there's nothing we can really do about it. Exactly. This might be one of these situations. Right. You just don't know. You don't know. Right. Yeah, I think I think where Trump went wrong is he he got too political because do I think they sure. downplay a lot of stuff to us? Absolutely. Because, listen, hysteria is a real thing. And no, when, you're out, when you're outnumbered, you have to sustain a certain level of calmness, because if if an uprising was to start. Or if people were to just uh, get hectic, you, you're going to have your hands full because it's just mm-hmm. not enough. It's not enough military. It's not enough police officers. It's just not enough of them opposed to us. So right. do I think we've been, you know, lied to or spoon fed about other things? Absolutely. Did 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 he take it too far? Yeah. Did he take it too far by undermining it and then it coming back and slapping him in the face? Yes, that that's what he did wrong. He he did yeah. too much of that. For sure. Um, my brother, I do want to ask you. I want to ask you. I want to dive into our community a little bit more. This is just all about our community, our community, yeah. our community. This is how we started our political conversations since episode two. And this is the trend that we will continue it right now. We cannot focus on society as a whole when we are still working and building on our community. So. 100%. Our community with Joe Biden. I was reviewing his website. I looked at the Lift Every Voice plan, the Biden plan for Black America. It does start off with COVID, and we just touched on that. Now, some of the other things it does discuss is the improvement of racial economic uh, equity. It also talks about small businesses and so forth. So, my true question to you is we we read all those bullet points and all of that. I don't even know if all of that sounds good because some of it is a bit vague. So I don't <laughs> want to give it that much credit, but uh, he filled a page full of words. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. But what I want to ask you is this. Let, let's, let's get into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Do we need special programs for our community or do we want to be treated fairly? Now, here's what I'm truly, nah. truly asking. Yeah. Here's what I'm truly asking. There are some people in our community who feels like the past is the past. Let bygones be bygones. Things have changed today. Let's continue to move forward. And there are some people in our community who feels like we've been done wrong. In order for us to catch up and have a fair chance, we deserve, i.e., reparations. We deserve special programs. We deserve special treatment for us to get to where we're supposed to be. Where do you lie? Do you lie in between? Do you lie either or? I just want to hear from you. Yeah. What do our community need? Yeah. So let me take this just from a a personal um, perspective first. Um. I get reparation, but the way I grew up and what was instilled in me, I'm going to get what I'm going to get regardless. Um, Wherever I want to go in life, that's on me. Um, I'm not going to let nobody stop me. I don't care about no man. I don't care about none of that. It might take me, I might have to work a hundred times harder than anybody else in the room, um, which is unfair but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. So from that perspective, um, that's where I stand personally. Now I understand reparations and I I'm for it because at the same time, what people have to understand, they put a lot of things in place for us not to succeed. 
We talked about it before. We talked about redlining, right? We yeah. talked about segregation, right? right? We talked about all these things that were liter- literacy tests. There's so many things that we can name right now that were put into place to make sure that we stayed in our little bubble and we could not expand outside of that bubble. So when people talk about respiration, I mean, um, uh, I can't even say the word anymore. Um, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Brain freeze. But when people start, when people talk about that, I understand why they're saying that because what other race of people have has so many uh, things put in front of them to stop them from succeeding. My brother, can I jump in right there? You know, listening to everything you're saying, what that just what that just brought to me is a beautiful thing about being African American, black in this country, is the resilience that is in our blood because of the color of our skin. That's all we know. I I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't know. You could tell me if you've been saying, but, you know, I feel unstoppable. Likewise. Nothing, bro, we beat the odds every time. I was just going to say that. Every time. I. Every time they put a barrier in front of us, we hurdle over it. We don't jump over it. We hurdle over it. And now we're ready for the next. Mm. So as much as they try to pigeon us and keep us marginalized and keep us in this small box. And we and we, we see the four walls around us. We're not stupid. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. We're not stupid. But yet we continue to hurdle over them each and every time. And you know what? That, that, that is where they're making their mistake because you're mm. making us stronger and stronger on the inside. Yeah. And as you know, the older you get, the more you realize that everything within is what truly matters. So, yes. so you are creating a monster, mm. the monster that you view us as, the monster that you perceive us as, the monster that you you want us to be. In actuality, you're creating a whole nother beast. Mm. You're creating a mm-hmm. whole nother beast. Yeah. But I just I just wanted to just jump in and say that. But go ahead, uh, continue, my brother, please. No, nah, that's 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 a hundred percent true, man. I think um, that was great for you to say because, listen, I'm black and I'm proud. I know that sounds like a cliche, but I wouldn't want to be no other race, man. Yes, well, when I look at my history, I look at my ancestors, everything that they went through, and how they were resilient. That's inspiring, like said, bro. Yeah, like that's in my blood. Like yes, <laughs> that, 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 that's what fuels me. That's what lets me know that man, there's no, there's no obstacle that I can't face. That's why I said earlier, me personally, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't care about respiration like that, mm-hmm. um, because like I said, I'm, I'm gonna get it regardless. There's yes, nothing sir. that's gonna stop me from getting what I want. Um, you know, unless we take it a little bit deeper outside of politics, unless we talking about the man in the mirror. But other than that, you know, ain't nothing outside of that that's going to change how I feel. But I under, like I said, I understand why people feel that they do need something in return. And that's okay. Like I've always said, there's more than one way to skin a cat. You get what I'm saying? So if we're fighting that battle, let's fight that battle. Yes, but let's sir. also have, let's, let's also, let's also come together as a people and let's have pride in who we are. Let's know where we've come from. And let's know that, hey, regardless of what's put in front of us, we're going to keep hurdling over that wall. Yes, yes sir. So yes, let's, sir. let's fight it both ways. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, I'm not going to attack no strategy. Because um, if you know me, one of the things, too, as far as the community, when we were asking what can we do to move forward from this point, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not for, like, marching and protests. I think that's so old, right? But when I started to think about it, I was like, protesting and marching is one that that's the opportunity that allows for them for you for them to give you a seat at the table. 
usually what happens is when we start marching or protesting is out of emotions. We don't even know what to do once they come to us and give us the microphone. We get quiet at that point. Mm. So while we have the soldiers, the activists, and the people who are willing to march and protest, we need those same people who are going to have an agenda of what we want. So when we do get that microphone, now they can hand the baton to the other group and they take over. Mm. Now we can make our demands. And then once our demands are met, then we need another group who are going to enforce that, those demands. And then we just keep, we just keep rotating it. We start the march and the protests over again. Okay. Let's do the agenda. That's how I feel like it got to be. Yes. Right now, Joe Biden, if I don't know if you had a chance to watch his speech on Sunday, he said something very, 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 very clear to me. What'd he say? First thing he said, he said that black voters literally saved his campaign and made him president of the United States of America. He said that? Two times. Wow. Not verbatim in my words, but he, 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 he said black, black people. That he said. He, he called us out. He said black people. He said, black people saved my campaign. And then he went on to say, black people are the reason why I'm right there on that stage as president-elect. If you don't understand the type of power that he's given us, then, then we ain't never going to have this opportunity again in life. Mm. When, you, when, you, when you say that to the world, that means something. That means he understands that he owes us. That's good. You get what I'm saying? That's and I good. think I think his first repayment for that was giving us not only a woman, the first woman vice president, mm-hmm. but a black vice president at that. Wow. I think that was his way of showing, hey, I see y'all, I hear y'all, because black women showed up for him. Right. That's you know, black women, they they man, their voting in the past couple elections have been spectacular um the numbers are extremely high i'm extremely high yeah i think Um, like 90 94 percent yeah i mean it's yeah if 94 percent, i've heard higher too i've heard as high as 97 um yeah but 94 that's still extremely high yes really high so i think that was like his first acknowledgement to black women like saying thank you um I'm, i'm curious to see what else he's going to do, but I don't want to be curious. I think we have to have a plan and a strategy. Right. Um, he pretty much says he owes us, and I'm, I, I want to cash in on that. Hey, I like that. I like that. Well, let me, let me ask you something, my brother. Do you, do we, you touched on it earlier, and obviously everything in life is about duality. You know, there's two mm-hmm. sides to everything. My, my opposing final question here is, do we need political help to better our community? Do we need political help to better our community? Yes. When, when I hear that question, I think, I think of the community, right? Okay. Okay. And to answer your question is no, we don't need no political help. Our community is our community. We, we do for ourselves first. And what I mean by that is, we don't need anybody to give us anything. We're, and I don't even think we're asking for anything. We just want to not have unnecessary obstacles thrown in our way. But when I think of, of our community, I think of we can always do for ourselves. We don't need a handout. That's number one. Don't, I, don't think, I don't want people to ever mistake that that's what we're asking for. It's a handout. Um, but when I think of our community, we can do better. By ourselves you know me i'm always from the individual perspective yes sir so if i'm just thinking of our community let's just do better as our community let's not worry about what's going on outside of that let's just do better one individual at a time in our community let's take care of each other let's have pride in our community let's love our community and 
less and one of the big things you talk about is self-love self-love yes, self-love to be black and to be back and to be in a black community show yes, that sir. pride show that love yes sir that's how i feel about it i don't think we need help from really truthfully i don't think we need help because what what has been done in this country that we have not had a hand in they need our help we don't need their exactly help. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. we have to know that as our own community. We have to know that. Exactly. They can't teach us that. There's nothing that a politician that we voted in, Joe Biden, whatever the case may be, they can't they can't teach us that. They can't give us that. Right. Because it, it starts and it ends with us. Exactly. It begins and ends with us. I wrote I wrote down a few pointers here. I I wanted to leave our community with. The whole point of this episode is where do we go from here? Yeah. And uh, one of the first things, first bullet points I wrote down that you just touched on was self-love. I truly believe that's the first step, Malcolm. Yes, sir. Self-love. You have to love what you see in a mirror. Okay. Yeah. And the only way to love what you see in a mirror is by loving yourself. Yep. By loving everything inside, because that that is a reflection of you. So once you love you, then you can love other people who look like, like you. you. Yes, sir. Now, now, once that happens, now the second is pride. Now you get to take pride in yourself and others like you. Mm-hmm. From there, education, my brother. We have to mm-hmm. educate ourselves. Ed, 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 educate ourselves on ourselves and everything around us that affects us. Start learning about stuff that truly matters. Mm. Stuff, stuff that is actually going to help us in our reality, in our lives, in our community, and not just the same old regurgitated information from school books. Let's let's start some true education of how we should maneuver in this society, in this world, because the A-ball they put us behind hundreds of years ago. All right? Education in, in that matter, in that form. From there, once we're loving ourselves, once we took pride in ourselves and we love everybody who looked like us, and now we're coming in with the knowledge and we spreading game and we educated about real stuff, unity. Now we come together. Yeah. Now we come together and now we unite and we organize. Mm-hmm. We organize. Because yep. now, now we could begin to get on the same page. Do, does that mean we all believe the same thing? No, 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 no. No, because even though we, we, we may all share the same beautiful brown skin, it doesn't mean that we all have the same thoughts and we shouldn't. We shouldn't. Because, yeah. because a difference... And thinking is what helps our thinking expand and grow. Absolutely. So so we want to encourage different ideas. We want to encourage a difference of opinion and how we can find a compromise, which may even level up our original idea. Last and not least, after we've done all four of those things, then we take action. Then we let the world know what we want and how we want it. Mm-hmm. But I believe it starts with the first, 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 first step is self-love. And with that being said, my brother, we're going to come back and do an episode and talk to our community about ways to love themselves. Mm. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Because we can't give out game and not walk through it. We're going to walk through each and every one of those steps. We are in this together. We need each other. We're all we got. Before we can accept help from anyone else, we have to know how to help ourselves. So when someone else tries to come in, we can see if they're actually for us or against us because we have been infiltrated before numerous times. Yeah. Yeah. Numerous times. And once again, this episode is about where do we go from here? We're doing things differently and we're going to take one step at a time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before you wrap up, one last thing, man. Yes. One of the biggest things you did say was about unity. And there's a lot of steps to get to that point. Yes. But when we're unified, look at our history. 
when we unify. Just look at our history. Mm. Look at our history when we unify. Tell me what we have not accomplished when we all were unified. We loved our neighbors because we loved the image of ourselves and other people. Yes, sir. Look at our history. I'm just saying, that's all I'm going to say. Just look at our history. Yeah. What have we not accomplished when we had self-love and we unified as a community? Mm. We're, we're forced to be reckoned with. And we're dominant. We're yes, a dominant force to be yes, reckoned with. Yes, that's sir. How I feel. That's how I feel. For me, this is a lifelong journey, man. Yes, sir. I'm not expecting results uh, tomorrow or in my lifetime, to be honest with you. But I want to put in the groundwork for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Yeah. Just, like, just like our great-grandparents did for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to pay it forward. And we will be walking through each and every one of those steps. Absolutely. Yeah. We are committed Absolutely. to change because we deserve progression. And nobody's going to give it to us. Nobody's yeah. going to give it to us. So we're going to find sure. a way to get it ourselves. Yes, sir. 100%. Another great one in the books, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thank you. you know? Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. You know, these these conversations must be had. And sooner than later, you know, people will realize that um, this 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 is the place where these conversations will make a difference because because not only not only are we first of all, you and I, we've been having these discussions for years. (laughs) for years i mean even even as teenagers we were having real talks and now now we're at the point where you know what it's time to level up it's time to share with the world and let's make a difference man our voice matters whether whether this episode reaches a pair of ears or a million pair of ears we're just here to make a difference and uh and that's our goal absolutely It's always good talking to my brother. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into our next segment. Have a treat. Once again, each episode, I'll be recommending something to read, something to watch, and something to do. Something to do. You know what? I want you to grab an old photo album off the mantle of the fireplace, off the bookshelf, off the cabinet, from underneath the kitchen sink, wherever it's stashed. I want you to go grab it. And I want you to scroll down memory lane. Flip through the pages. Treat yourself to a smile, a chuckle, maybe even shed a tear or two. Grab that photo album and scroll down memory lane. Okay, now for something to read. It's only right. It's only right that I recommend the book that inspired this episode title, Where Do We Go From Here? by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. This is a great book. This is a real great book because, once again, where do we go from here? Chaos or community? And in this book, Dr. King touched on various different social issues that we were dealing with at the time, which are very similar to the ones that we're dealing with today. Sad to say, but not much has changed. However, one of the things that stood out to me in this book was the relationship between Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Stokely Carmichael. There was a bit of a power struggle between the two that he expounded on in the book. I I want to read this quick section here. Why not use the slogan, Black Consciousness or Black Equality, Dr. King suggested. These phrases would be less vulnerable And would more accurately describe what we are about. The words black and power together give the impression that we are talking about black domination rather than black equality. So that was news to me that Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't exactly on board with black power. Once again, the relationship between him and Stokely Carmichael and a few others, you can see where the the leadership was having 
a bit of a change. You know, it went from being nonviolent, peaceful protests to being black and proud, which is all good to me both ways. I love them all. Uh, but it was just cool to see. It was so many words. It was the new school versus the old school. And I never, I never got a chance to hear those inner workings until I read this book. Where do we go from here? Community or chaos by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. Something to watch. I recommend that you watch the Black Power mixtape, 1967. To 1975. This is a great documentary. I learned so much from it. It's actually how I was introduced to no other Angela Davis, the great Angela Davis. I learned so much from this documentary. It's unbelievable. And I enjoy learning about history, especially our culture. It's always good to uh, just soak up those stories about what they went through. And so really, uh, check it out. Check it out. I highly recommend it. Once again, that's the Black Power Mixtape, 1967 and 1975. I watched it on Netflix a few years ago. Here's the great thing. Everything that I recommend to watch and to read, if you go to the website, www.letskipthesmalltalk.com, there's a tab there that says have a treat. The list is growing each and every episode. But the things that I recommend to read or watch, you can actually click on it and a link will take you directly to where you can either purchase it or rent it. So all the books, all the shows, all the movies, all the documentaries, they're available for you one click away by going to the website. Okay, before you leave, I want to leave you with this quote. You were given this life because you are strong enough to live it. Thank you.